The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast on a Saturday night in late July, uh, where we are back, as promised, from our podcast, as we promised three weeks ago, if a trade went down, and that trade has happened. Kawhi Leonard, a couple days after he didn't sign the Supermax that could have been offered to him by San Antonio, shipped off to Toronto, and joining me on the line, the two guests from the last podcast about three weeks ago. Rebound and Akshay in Los Angeles. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yo, Ethan. What's up, bro? How are you? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, doing well. I mean, obviously, uh, I thought the NBA free agency was dead, but uh, obviously kind of similar to last season or last year in the summer, uh, a trade kind of rejuvenated the, the off season, and kind of uh, everyone is talking about the NBA once again. So uh, let's. I'll kind of recap the trade. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, the main part of the package for from the Spurs, along with Danny Green, to the Toronto Raptors for Demar Derozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected first round pick. So we'll start with you, Akshay. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that it was the Raptors, and what do you think overall for the Raptors moving into next season as they acquire Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green? You know what, bro? Uh, I always thought there was going to be a third team or, like, a sleeper team in this, you know, for Kawhi. You know, and uh, I didn't think it was going to be Toronto, but, you know, it is what it is. But I think it's a great move. You know, I think they're uh, a genuine, uh, the GM Urgy, or if he's a GM or owner, I don't remember. Urgy, I think he made uh, a good move. You know, a lot of people say that he, uh, he took a risk. He traded away fan favorites. You know, uh, DeMar DeRozan, who does so much for that city. You know, it, it, it's uh, it, it's amazing what he's done there. But, you know, I, I think he took that um, a calculated risk, and uh, I think it's going to pay off eventually. You know, I, I think Kawhi, uh, I don't know what the hell happened in San Antonio. You know, when you're a guy like Kawhi, who's, um, who's like, uh, he's known to be a guy that, that's, not, that's, uh, that's sort of, a low-key kind of personality. He doesn't like to be uh, around uh, a lot of people. He doesn't like to be a lot of a lot of media. He he, he speaks to himself. You know, I mean, it's he's a guy that doesn't. Um, I don't think he has like a, a major endorsement or something where that he wraps around that he has commercials and all that. He's just like a very low-key kind of guy. You know, and then all of a sudden the, the, the San Antonio thing. It's like. I don't know, man, but I, I think it, it it's a great move by Toronto. I think it's going to take time, but, you know, when you add a player like him, a top-four player in the NBA, uh, to that team, which is already a very um, a very good team uh, in my mind. I mean, they have a lot of um, a lot of players there who are pretty well, um, who are good, and they play defense, and then you add one of the top defensive players in the league to that team. You know, I it's only a win-win system. Um, a win-win situation for Toronto. 
Okay, here's the million dollar question I have for you, uh, Akshay. Another one. With this trade, does this put the Toronto Raptors over your Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference? It doesn't. It gets them closer, but it doesn't. You know, because um, you still have to go through. Um, I know Toronto was the uh, uh, the Eastern. Um, they won the East last. Uh, they won the East last year, but I don't think it. Um, I think Boston's on a whole other level. They have uh, a continuality as a team. They have, I think, in my mind, um, the best coach in the league in Brad Stevens, and I don't think it's... Uh, I mean, it brings them a step closer, but I don't think no. Okay, fair enough. And uh, Rebound, getting to you, so in regards to Toronto making the trade, obviously, I thought this trade was going to ha- happen where... Basically, the only, the only way that a team would accept the trade is if Kawhi committed to a long-term extension. But obviously, that didn't happen with Toronto. So, I mean, do you think that's a good move for Toronto, kind of gambling and taking the risk, kind of like Oklahoma City did last season with Paul George? Or do you think it's a bad move and you think it's going to come back to haunt them in the offseason next summer? Yeah, I think it's a good move whether he stays or he leaves because Toronto knows their ceiling and... They knew they weren't going to go anywhere with DeRozan. DeRozan's a, he's a good player, but he's just overrated, and they they knew he reached the ceiling. And the, the, Matt Ergy knew he had to make his move, and he, he made the right move. He didn't have to give up too much. And they, San Antonio let him go for pretty cheap to Toronto. Okay. And then I guess going back to Toronto, kind of from like a basketball standpoint, I mean... How good did this move make them defensively? Now they got a lot of long perimeter wing guys, like obviously Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Siakam, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet. I mean, a lot of hard nosed, good defensive, disciplined defensive players. So, how good can they be defensively in the East? And do you think they can match up and be as good defensively as Boston or Philly has shown they were last season? I think this trade puts them over Philly. I don't know. I mean, overall, I think it definitely puts them over Philly, but not Boston. I can agree with Trey there. But, yeah, they're going to be a really good defensive team, and it all depends on Kawhi's health and how he's doing. I mean, Danny Green's a a very underrated piece in this trade also. He's a a good player. He's not great, but he can play great defense, and he can shoot the three, so... Uh, that's a lot in today's game. Okay, fair enough. And then, Akshay, kind of uh, going back to Kawhi, obviously as kind of a uh, lifestyle-type change, Toronto's kind of got to be a major upgrade over San Antonio. Do you agree or not? Oh, yeah, well, for sure, bro. I mean, it's definitely an upgrade. But Toronto, it's like, it's a different city, bro. It's not like, uh, I mean, yes, uh, I don't think you can compare San Antonio and Toronto. Uh, Toronto is definitely a much bigger city, but but Toronto is not like uh, like your huge media type city. Like you're talking about L.A., New York, you know. So it's still not at that upper level, you know. That uh, um, I mean, I don't think any. I mean, like L.A., New York. I don't think there's any other market that's really bigger than that, you know, or come or really come close to that level. You know, so I think this will be a little change for Klein, but I think I still think he'll be happy there. You know, because it's a different kind of market. You know, it's uh, uh, 
uh, Toronto, it's a great city, you know. I mean, they have a lot of loyal fans, so it just could be like the same thing like the Spurs. Spurs is like, it's a smaller city, so that's what they have a lot of loyal fans for like how many years. Uh, I, I can't make, um, I can't guess that, but, you know, I think it's going to take some time for him, like uh, maybe a month or so for him to get used to everything, but I think it's, uh, I think, I think he'll get used to to being there. Okay, and then uh, obviously in regards to Kawhi, obviously reports have been, like right when the trade happened, obviously he has no desire to play in Toronto, is very unhappy about the move, and his desire is still to go to L.A. And kind of going back to Paul George, uh, we always kind of believed his desire was to go to L.A. last season and even on into this season, throughout this season, and even in the summer. And we were really surprised that he re-signed with Oklahoma City so quickly. So any chance that we can see something like that from Kawhi. He falls in love with the city of Toronto. Uh, he, fa- he falls in love with that situation. The city kind of just embraces his teammates and finishes off the rest of his career there or the latter portion or a good portion of his career there. What do you think, Rebound? Uh, I, don't, I don't see it happening unless they win the championship, which I don't think they are going to. And I just see it's a whole different thing with the Paul George and Kawhi. Kawhi's a much better player, and the Lakers are are more intact now. They fully have LeBron. They have an actual team, and he'll be able to see the the team how they do throughout the season, and he'll be able to see Toronto how they do throughout the season. And there's also other reports going out that he might want to now play with LeBron and go to the Clippers. I don't know if that's true or not. It could be, but I, I don't know. Okay. You know, bro, I think there is a good chance that he does resign there. You know, I think what, um, I think I, I, I saw the other day on the, uh, I think it was ESPN or I don't know where I was reading, but it's like the first time Kawhi ever smiled, you know, since <laughs> all this is going on. There's a picture with him, the Urgy, and I think they're, uh, their owner, I, I, I don't know what he'd be, he'd be the owner or GM. He's the GM. The GM, okay, there was Urgy and there was um, a, a picture with him and uh, I believe the owner and he, and Kawhi was in the middle and he was actually smiling for once, you know, so it's like, I mean, this is, well, when was the last time everybody um, has seen him smile, you know, with this thing ongoing for the last year, you know, with the Spurs, so I think it's a great chance, but um as Rihan mentioned, you know, I mean, uh, I don't think, uh, I mean, nothing is guaranteed, bro. You know, I mean, who knows if he'll reside there. But, I mean, but I think that uh, if he does go somewhere else, I think, like, L.A. is, is the market. But to me, it's, it's very strange, bro, because he, his personality is not set for, the, for L.A. You know, I think that's more his, his uncle trying to push these things, you know, for the money or whatnot. But it, I don't think his, his personality, I don't think he'll actually be happy out there. I think it, it's just too big of a market for him, you know, to, to suit his personality. But then again, I mean, if it does happen, I, I can definitely see the Clippers having a great shot at it because um, there are reports that, uh, I don't know if they're true or not, but there are reports that he doesn't want to play LeBron. And the Clippers are going to have, what, um, if everything stays the same right now, if they don't make any 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 major changes with their team, they could have potentially north of $60 million in, in free agency the next year to throw at two max contracts. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun season, bro. I, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen, but 
I would think right now there's about, uh, I think right now there's about a 50-50 chance he, he does resign with Toronto. Okay, fair enough. And then sign uh, kind of a few more questions in regards to Toronto. Obviously with Kawhi going there, and how do you think he's going to kind of get back from his injury? And do you think he becomes now, with LeBron leaving the East, the best player in the East if he comes back at full strength? What do you think? Rebound? Yeah, I think he's definitely the best player. No doubt, no question. He, I'll pass down the shade. All right. Um, right now, I don't think he is. You know, because he, we got to see what happens, dude. I mean, especially after his injury, what happens? What kind of a player is he? I mean, no one really knows that at this point. I mean, he, he, I don't think he stepped on the floor for how long now. So, so no one really knows what kind of level he is. But he, but if he comes back healthy to where he was a couple of years ago, uh, playing at the level, he is definitely in my mind in the top. Uh, two in the East Coast, uh, you know, uh, I don't think he'd be, I, I really can't say number one just yet because only time will tell, but I, I think he, he'll definitely be in the top two or two or three. Okay, I mean, yeah, for me, I think, kind of agree with you, actually, at this point, I think he's number two. I think at this point, Giannis is, I think, clearly the, the best player in the East for me after LeBron leaving. And, I mean, kind of some other guys like Tatum and Ben Simmons, those guys are still young, developing. Joel Embiid is not really durable. So these guys are not really guys that perennially can, in my opinion, be the best player in the East at at this moment. But if I see, I need to see more from Kawhi, obviously, when the beginning of the season starts, how he gets back and how he kind of uh, acclimates himself back into the, the flow of playing basketball on a consistent basis. So... He's slightly behind Giannis at this point, but uh, I'm going to have to go Giannis for sure after the incredible season he put up last season. So, Giannis, for sure, bro. You know, I think he's, he's number one. That's got to be it. But, I mean, you still can't take out Kyrie, bro. You know, Kyrie's still up there. Nah, Kyrie's too likely for me to consider him uh, the best player. I mean, he gets injured too much. I mean, he's really good, but... Giannis, I think, is clearly ahead of him, and I think even at this point, Kawhi is ahead of him. So it could be, it could be. Uh, but Giannis, you know, I saw like I saw last year in the playoffs against the Celtics. If you put someone big against him, um, you can slow him down, bro. You know, like last year when he played against what SMI Ojuli, uh, the rookie out of uh, SMU for the Celtics. I mean, he couldn't do anything against him. He was just like uh, a big a roadblock. Against Giannis, he has so much trouble against him. So I think if you put the right kind of player like that against him, it's definitely going to affect his ability to score. At this but point, you can you can play Giannis based on you kind of clog the lane and make him a jump shooter because he's not really developed his jump shot at this point in his career. Yeah, well, and that's really right, the right. one big flaw in his game right now. And I think throughout the years, hopefully, he can develop that and become a more dominant player. So that's that is true. If he becomes that, if he can get a, a jump shot, you know, if he can get, um, if he can hands down make every jump shot he's or make a good quality of them, I can definitely see him being the best player in the East. Okay, fair enough. I mean, and now last question, I guess, in regards to Toronto. Obviously, with the move, uh, how many wins do you think for them next season, and what what seed do you think they are ultimately in the East? 
Um, I would think they're going to be about uh, how many did they win last year? It was like fifty. I think it was like fifty six or fifty seven, maybe something like that. Fifty seven. Okay. I mean, it, oh, they won fifty nine. I think they won more than Golden State actually last year. I'm I think surprised. they did. I think they did. I think they won fifty five. I know. I know. I think they won fifty five. I think still Golden State won like. I I don't recall, bro. <laughs> I can look but it up. I think but, it was fifty nine. Uh, all right. Well. Okay. So. I don't think they're going to win the same amount, you know, because I think it's going to take time. I mean, uh, the E, um, um, I think they win about, like, maybe, I would say right now, in their range, I would go. I mean, to see where we're, we still have to see how good Kawhi is. I mean, what level is he at? Um, I mean, this year hasn't played since so long, so I would say anywhere, my guess, anywhere right now would be anywhere between, uh, I would say 45 and 50, depending on, because we don't know where Kawhi is. If he comes out being the player he was two or three years ago at that all-star level, you know, then I can definitely see them winning a North a 50 next year. Yeah, they did win 59 last year. I just, I'm just bringing yeah. up, looking at it right now. So. All right. Good wow. Rebound, what do you That's think? Number. Rebound? Yeah, I agree with Akshay around there. I would say like 52, 53, though. But, yeah, around there. The second seed. Yeah, I think low 50s for me, that's probably where I'm going to. I think probably third seed I'm going to go. I think Philly and Boston are still ahead of them, in my opinion, at this point. But I'm a, I think they're a good defensive team, even without Kawhi. And... With, I think he's definitely going to play there, uh, being kind of fresh and rejuvenated from with the trade. So I think 51, 52 wins and good enough for a three seed in the East. But enough about, I guess, the Raptors in the East. So we'll kind of discuss the other side of this trade with San Antonio getting DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected first-round pick. So uh, obviously DeMar DeRozan so far, he's kind of showing that he ha- he's not really like a, a great passer, a ball handler, or playmaker type. He's mostly like mid-range centric. Doesn't really space the floor well. So, with coming to San Antonio with Greg Popovich, do you think he can become kind of a more uh, space the floor type player and also develop into a good defensive player? What do you think, Akshay? You know, bro. I think he can. You know, I think he definitely has the opportunity to. You know, with, with with Popovich, one of the great coaches in my mind in NBA history, you know, he'll definitely see something in him and he'll develop a talent around him. You know, he'll make him bring out that talent. You know, I mean, uh, the Spurs with this trade, bro, it's like, I feel kind of bad for the Spurs because it's like, uh, this thing just, it just popped out of nowhere and then Kawhi now has given, he's uh, gotten, a lot of people have lost, uh, respect for this kid dude you know it's like I mean you're on like a sports organization which is like a no-nonsense organization for the last how many years you know you're you're getting paid well to be there you're gonna get uh, they're offering you the max contract five year 219 million and you didn't even say anything and you know it's like you're hiding from them you know I think like the whole point where it's like uh, did the Spurs make um, uh, did they do something bad at some point you know did they I don't really don't see it, you know. I mean, I don't know what 
what bad they did. I, I think it's you didn't see what bad they did. Well, I mean, what are you I talking about? Come on, Shay. Come on. I mean, he, he sat you didn't out. See the jabs that, that Tony Parker and Janelle <laughs> took, <laughs> pop took during. What do you playoffs? think is going to happen? Uh, but what do you think is going to happen? Let's say he moves to the Lakers. Okay, you trade the Lakers. Okay, let's say you trade Lakers. Do you think that thing's not going to happen? It's more so what's going to happen there in a big market. But then media around? Oh, dude, you're going to have, instead of having Tony Parker say, you're going to have like a, a 10, 15 people in the media say that for him. So every time he reads the paper, he's going to be something negative about it. You know, it's so, so it's, in my mind, it's like uh, I think he needed to to grow up a bit, you know. I yeah, think, but the the reason he, he sat out is because of his injury. And if, yeah. if he played, look what happened to Isaiah Thomas. Oh, well, this is very similar injuries. Isaiah Thomas went from a top three plus MVP candidate to starter to a bench player to a minimum contract. I agree with you because he you played know, for I, the injury. No, no. Uh, correct. I'm not saying they, that. Uh, I'm not uh, doubting the injury. I'm just uh, doubting his strong will as a player. You know, dude, you play in the NBA, okay? You play in one of the greatest markets in, in the world. You know, you're going to have people. Um, you're going to have people say, some, say good things about you, say bad things about you every single day, bro. It, it, it just, it's just part of the league. Whether it's your players, whether it's your coach, whether it's uh, um, your team, whether it's like uh, it's the media, whether it's, it's, it's people are going to do it, dude. I mean, when you're on the floor playing, there's fans booing at you, and and and, and most of the time, it's even fans from your own team. Bro. I mean, fans who are who are rooting for you, who are booing at you. So it's yeah, that's it's, true. It's I agree market. there. It's the market, so I think he's just sort of. I don't know where this came out of from. You know, I think he's sort of being, um, with the whole idea, I mean, yes. Maybe, okay, the trade, maybe he wanted out, okay? Uh, that's fine. If you want it out, you're a player, you want it out, you um, you told your team because you're still under contract. You're not a free agent, you're under contract for another year. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's all good, you know? But at least be open to the team. Don't, don't like, uh, hide away from the team. Don't, uh, don't hide behind a door. Don't hide in a closet. You know, I mean, when a team is trying to contact you, be respectful and be and come out and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Come meet your team. Don't hide behind somebody. You know what I mean? That's where that's where it gets me. You know what I mean? Yes, you can be honest and you can say, hey, you know what? I didn't like the way this was done by Tony Parker. I like this. And yeah, okay, the trade would have happened. But if you're, when you're hiding behind um, your uncle, you're hiding behind your, um, your friends, you're hiding... Like, uh, there was something when they came to, like, uh, was it L.A. or Vegas or something to meet him? He had, she was hiding in one of the rooms of the hotel. He didn't come down to meet them. They said, said I, I think that's wrong. I think that's setting the wrong image as a player. Because who's to say? Let's see, let's say he, he was traded to uh, to San Antonio. Okay, let's say, I mean, not traded, I'm sorry. Let's say he was traded to the Lakers. And then with the media out in L.A., something, someone said something bad, he... Who's to say he's not going to act the same way? He's going to hide again. He's going to say, hey, hey, you know what? I made a mistake. I don't like this place. It's too much for me. And he starts hiding and does the same thing with the Lakers. You know, so I think at a certain point, the guy has to grow up as a, as a player in the league. Because this is the NBA, dude. I mean, your team is paying you money. At least have the respect to come out and say why you don't want to be there. And that's fine. If they play it happens, it happens. 
You know, but at least give that respect to the team that's paying you the money. Definitely, you know? Yeah, I agree there, but every, all the reports are saying his uncle is in control now and he wants a shoe deal or something. I, I don't know what's going see, on. I think this is, see, exactly. This is where I think it's not him. I think it's his uncle who's, who's pushing all this. Because, because Kawhi has been, because I think, uh, I, I was listening to uh, ESPN 710 radio on, on the way back home um, a couple of days ago. It was the, um, I forget who the, uh, the commenters, it was Marcus, uh, I forget the other guy, but uh, it was Marcus and some other guy, they were, they were talking, and they were talking about the same subject. And they brought up the same point that I mentioned, you know, how, how Kawhi is like, at least he has, you know, I mean, if you want to trade, you want to trade. Go tell the team you want to trade, but don't hide behind things and say things and say and not say anything. You know, so that's what um, was talked about. You know, is it his uncle was doing it? I mean, we don't know because Kawhi. They mentioned his his father tragically died when he was like, uh, I believe, um, I think six or seven, I think. And then ever since that, his uncle has been um, has been um, has been taking care of him. Yeah, his guardian has been taking care of him. So. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think Kawhi even has an agent to this point. So it's like, in, in a sense, it's like, how he, I think his mind is sort of messed up in a way. You know, I think it hasn't, uh, I don't know what happened. You know I mean? Uh, we all don't know what happened in, uh, in San Antonio, but I mean, from the fact, it's like, dude, at least, uh, at least communicate, you know, with somebody, right? I mean, just keep, just keep quiet. Don't say anything. I don't think it's, it's fair to him. I don't think it's fair to the team, to, to the Spurs, and I don't think it's fair to the league. Okay, I mean, some great points you bring up there, Akshay, obviously with the loyalty and kind of just being a professional as an NBA player. So I guess kind of in regards to more of a basketball situation for San Antonio, they have two of the most mid-range-centric guys in the league uh, last season with LaMarcus Aldridge and now DeMar DeRozan as they acquired him. So it seems like the lane is going to be clogged up offensively and there's not going to be much kind of uh, spacing of the floor. So how do they, how does San Antonio kind of uh, plan and strategize around that to kind of get their shooters uh, involved in isolation where they drive to the lane and be able to kick to shooters like Marco Bellinelli, Manu Ginobili, DeJounte Murray, Jaco Pertl. What do you think, Rebound? I really don't know how they're going to set up everything because uh, I see LaMarcus and DeRozan as B, B players, B-minus players. So, But uh, you never know what Popovich, what he's going to do. He, he'll do something about it. I mean, they didn't get as much as they could have got for Kawhi, but they got a, a nice player. I'll pass it on the shade. You know, bro, uh, I think it's, uh, I can't say either rebound, you know. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but I I know one person, if he can do it, is Popovich. You know, I mean, you, you're talking about one of the greatest coaches um, in NBA history, you know. Um, uh, coming out, he's he done magic with, like, with basically with, um, with the players he has, you know. So uh, I think they'll find a way, bro. You know I mean? I can't doubt them because this first organization in my mind, I think they're one of the better organizations in the league. I mean, granted, they have luck, uh, 
and getting Tim Duncan in that draft, but I mean, being a small market, they've done so many wonders, you know, during their run. They won all those titles, especially for a small market team. So um, I think they'll find a way. Some way or another, I think Popovich will find a way. Okay, yeah, I mean, they definitely have to turn DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge into more long-range perimeter-centric players and kind of uh, kind of let their point guards kind of handle the ball, isolate with Patty Mills, DeJounte Murray, get to the lane and be able to kick it out to Marco Bellinelli and Bertans and some other, other shooters they have. But uh, I guess kind of moving on from the Spurs to kind of another team, Oklahoma City obviously trading... Carmelo Anthony picking up Dennis Schroeder. So a lot of people have kind of uh, uh, gained steam on Oklahoma City as kind of a, a threat in the Western Conference outlook next season. So what do you think? I mean, do you think they're better than your Lakers re- rebound, Oklahoma City next season? What do you think? No chance. None at all. Can you elaborate, please? They'll be like the and I think Houston's, Houston's going to get worse because they're going to sign Carmelo. Okay, so what's the problem with Carmelo? I mean, obviously, is he kind of uh, a cancer to the team, kind of like similar to what Allen Iverson was at the end of his uh, career? What do you think about that, Akshay? I think so, bro. I think he is a cancer. You know, I mean, the guy was king. I think he's a cancer. I, think he, I don't think he's, uh, at this time, I don't think he's realized I don't think he wants to realize that he's not a, a star now anymore. I mean, yes, he is still one of, of the better players in the league, but he's not where he was. You know, I think he has to realize he's not a starter anymore. He's the kind of guy that will come off the bench. You know, I think that's the best thing for him. I think once he realizes that, um, then I think he can. Uh, I think he can do wonders to whatever team he's on. But I think it was a great move by OKC. You know, I mean, I mean. Dude, it's like in my mind, if you're if you're not paying what I think they had uh, the tax level or something, the tax payment they had to make, they had to make next year with Car- Carmelo on the team was like more than 150 million. Now it's like I think 86 million. To to me, that's a win-win situation. You know, you you just cut it almost in half. You know, and then now it's like um, OKC picking up a Dennis Schroeder. You know, now this makes them run the system they want to run. I mean, because when Russ goes out, you know, the team slows down. Now you bring in, when Russ goes out, you bring in Dennis Schroeder, who runs at the same pace. And if this guy is, um, this guy's obviously coming off the bench as your sixth man. If he's, put, if he's putting in, like, what, 15, 16 points, maybe, um, maybe even 20 points coming off the bench, hey, uh, that's an added bonus. And I think more importantly, I think they picked up the uh, picked up the other guy, Timothy Luau or somebody who was on Philly, who Philly traded. I mean, this guy is a six six, two twenty defensive player. You know, you bring in this guy, and you, and then you bring in uh, um, who's the other guy they have? I don't forget. I forget his name. Who's the starter? Who's their a defensive cog? If they bring him in and they and they start these two together, you have two. Um, you have two defensive uh, perimeter players, you know. But I think most importantly, they have two to three roster spots open now. So eventually, they're also. I think I think they'll look at by the buyout market. Whatever happens, I think they'll definitely add a, a couple more players. 
Okay. And then rebound, kind of a question to you, kind of about the Western Conference landscape after Golden State, because obviously they're probably going to be number one most likely. So kind of in that two to five, six range, what do you see there? I mean, do you see your Lakers number two? What do you see with that two and six? I mean, Utah, Oklahoma City, what do you think? Yeah, I'd go Lakers two, uh, three, I don't know. From three to six, it can be anyone. Okay, so you Lakers, you're for sure at number two with your Lakers on. Is that a biased thing, or do you truly believe that? Yeah. Houston's getting worse. Oklahoma City, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say they got better. I would say they stayed the same. But then after that, like, I really don't see anyone. Okay. And then, uh, obviously, the Lakers signing Michael Beasley yesterday, uh, what what do you think about that move, and what do you do you think it helps them anything at all, any bit at all? Uh, uh, I think it gives them uh, a scoring. That's pretty much it. Uh, I don't see too much from him, but yeah, scoring. He's, he can he can score himself. That that will help on the bench. Okay, and then you were kind of mentioning about the Rockets, obviously getting a lot worse. Uh, I think the big name free agent really that is remaining, Clint Capella. Still hasn't signed yet, as far as I know. So, actually, I mean, what's going on? What have you heard about Clint Capella? And what do you think? When do you think he's ultimately going to sign? And with who? I think he's. I think he was signed with Houston. Yeah, you know, I don't think he has anywhere else to go, bro. I think he's. Uh, I think he, it's a contract he wants. He wants. Uh, I think he wants like a hundred hundred million dollar contract. Where I don't think he deserves hundred million, but I mean. Uh, that's my personal opinion, but uh, I think he eventually ends up with Houston. Yeah, I don't see any of the teams that's going to spend money on him. And rebound, I think we were kind of discussing a few yeah, days ago. Yeah, he'll do with Houston. Uh, I mean, he just hasn't accepted uh, of what he's going to get. Uh, he was expecting like 20, 25 a year, but he's not going to get that. I think Joseph Nurkic signed uh, four years, like 60 or something, or maybe a little less. And that's what they offered him, and they're very far apart right now. Okay, so uh, obviously no headway, so we're still going to st- accepting, accept, expecting, excuse me, probably another couple weeks before anything happens, right? Correct? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Okay, fair enough. So obviously there's another free agent. I mean, he's maybe like three or four years ago he would have been a big, uh, big splash, but obviously he's uh, at the latter part of his career, Dwayne Wade. Uh, rumors kind of sparkling that a Chinese team is set to offer him a monster contract. So do you think he takes that contract rebound, or do you think he retires or still plays in the NBA next season? What do you think? I think he will take that contract because he's not going to get anything in the NBA. If he would have, he would have already got it, and he would have signed. What he's going to get now in the NBA is the veterans win, which is about four or five million, and that's all he's gonna get. Okay, Akshay, what do you think? I do. I uh, I agree with uh, on there. I think he's just gonna take a contract. I don't. I don't think he belongs in the NBA anymore. I think he's just out of the NBA. I, that, in my mind. But then again, I mean, him playing in China. I don't know. <laughs> if he wants to go play in China, but. Yeah, I think he has enough money. In some, I think he has enough money between him and his wife. So 
I don't think the I think he just uh, he should casually retire. But then again, I don't know, bro. <laughs> That's up to him if he wants that kind of money. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, it's I don't I don't see him going to China. I, I don't really see him going for a money grab going to China. It's either for me, it's either he retires or plays one more season. And I think the only place he'll probably play is in Miami if he does play and just retire right off into the sunset. So that's really that's how I see it. But we'll see what happens with that. But uh, obviously, I think we touched on the Kawhi trade, the effect on both sides to the Spurs and the Raptors. I mean, any other big news, rebound or Akshay, that we kind of missed on, didn't uh, touch on on, the, on this tonight? No, no. Oh, yeah, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart signed a four-year extension. With oh, yeah, he did. He did, yeah. I think that was a great move by Celtics, you know. I mean, the Celtics needed him. The Celtics needed him as a player, bro. You know, I mean, if you look at his efficiency when his, when he's on the court, I think the Celtics' defense is around, like, uh, 98 points when he's off the court. He's, like, 103 or, or 104 points per game. You know, I mean, yes, he's not the guy that's going to... Uh, that's going to sit there and, uh, and and give you twenty points a game. That's not him, you know. He's a guy that's going to that's going to lock down one the guy that's going to play quality defense. Will give you two three steals a game, and especially two three steals at the most important time that you need in the game to win the game. He'll give you that that opportunity. And, and but at the same time, the guy's still young, bro. He he's only twenty four years old. You know, I mean, twenty four years old. He, you can't give up on somebody when he's only 24 years old. I mean, the guy still has a good another... I mean, he just he's just entering his prime. So, I mean, I think that was... That's why the Celtics got him. I think they had... It was key for Danny H to resign him. You know, a lot of people say that, oh, he was paid too much money, but honestly, I don't think so, bro. I, I think he's... I think he got what? Um, I think what it was, was four years, 52 million? Four years, 52? Was it four years fifty-two? I think so. Four years fifty-two. Okay, let's go with that. If it's four years fifty-two, that's not that bad, dude. I I, I think that's what um, uh, three years with a player option, or was it just four years straight? I, Rebound. What was it exactly? Four years fifty-two. Okay. Four years fifty-two. Okay, but uh, I think that's a great deal. You know, for the Celtics, I think that's a great deal to, to get him at that at, at that kind of money. You know, because if he improves. If his shooting improves in the next year or two, if it improves where he averages 15, 16 points a game, then that's a, that's a great steal for the Celtics because we already know what he, what he brings to the table. He brings that deafness, that um, the toughness, that I meant, uh, the defense, his attitude, just what he does, he inspires the crowd of Boston at home. It's a, he brings that energy level. You know, and if he can pick up the, if he can, if he can learn how to score, or uh, or get you 15, 16 points a game, averaging 15, 16 points a game, dude, that's a huge deal at that price. Okay, a question for you, I guess, in regards to Marcus Smart, Akshay. Obviously, with yeah. the kind of the logjam they have at the guard wing spots, obviously with Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, how does Brad Stevens kind of figure out kind of the rotations and kind of stagger the players to where they're perfectly fit in the in the course of a 48-minute game and 48-minute playoff game? How does he kind of strategize that and kind of em- employ where 
he gets the maximum benefit from the lineups that he has out on the court. I mean, I'd leave it up to him, bro. I mean, that's a huge challenge, but uh, I think he's up for it. Brad's no, plan? I, I think one of... Huh? Okay. Brad's, Brad's plan? Yeah, Brad's plan. I think it, it's up to Brad. I think he'll find a way to do something. But uh, I think, it, like, I want to add this. It's like a lot of people don't realize now the Celtics have... They have 14 players now. They just cut the... Uh, Abdel neighbor, uh, Abdel Nader today. So they have 14 players under contract. Uh, so at this point, it's like um, you have so much depth on the team. You know, they can, their reserves can be a starting five on any other team. So I think what Brad is going to do, I think he's he's going to minimize, especially the, uh, the playing time of Hayward, Kyrie and their starters, and then he'll mix in more of Brown and Tatum into the games. And he's going to, I think, this is, in my mind, I think he's going to rest some of their uh, their all-star players during the season and keep their energy up up um, at, at a high level for the playoffs. I think that's what he'll do. Okay, fair enough. And Rebound, uh, kind of one suggestion I have uh, for you, now that LeBron is on the Lakers, we kind of got the LeBron-Kyrie thing, kind of the Boston Celtics-Lakers rejuvenated thing. I think it's only fair that you and Akshay go to the Lakers-Celtics game together at Staples this season. What do you say? Yeah, Akshay, are you down? Oh, I'm down for that, bro. I'm down for that. I have no problem. All right, you, know, you guys got to make it happen. Oh, we'll make it happen, bro. I was at the yeah, game yeah, last Oh, we'll make it happen, bro. I'm not even... I have no problem, dude. I used to go... Let me tell you a little something about me, bro. I mean, when I was... I've been a Celtics fan since I was six years old, okay? I used to go to the Forum. When the Lakers were playing at the Forum, I used to go to the Forum when I was eight years old. Eight, nine, ten years old with my dad wearing a Celtics jersey. And I used to be rooting against the Lakers going there myself. <laughs> In the Forum. So... I, I got no problem, bro. It's hard, you know? Alrighty. Sounds good. So I, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to hearing the stories from the game when you guys go. Oh. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it, it's going to be fun. You know, it, it, it's definitely going to be fun to have the game. You know, I, I, I even down even going to uh, um, Lakers, uh, I mean, Lakers, uh, Celtics at the, um, um, at, uh, at Staples or I'm even down even going to, like, uh, a Lakers Clippers as well. Either way, bro, I'm down, you know? Okay, for sure. With that, well, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, Akshay Rebound, thank you guys so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me. me. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I doubt there will be any other major NBA moves, so I d- don't see any foresee any uh, NBA podcasts in the future. I'll probably be back in about a month for NFL over-unders and getting ready for the start of the NFL season. So look forward to that. Until then, uh, hope you guys have a safe summer for the rest of the summer. And thank you guys for listening.